Hello everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Game Point Pod. My name is Fata, and I got my guy, the one and only Yazin. What are you saying, my man? Oh, what am I saying? Ooh, you know the vibes. You know what I'm saying right now? is I know that normally you're dropping the beat every week, and, and, and the fans really get excited to see how you're going to drop the beat, but I'm going to preempt you this week, because I'm going to drop a beat of my own. Take a listen, my friend. We are the New York Knicks! We are the New York Knicks! We are the New York Knicks! Oh, boy. We are the New York Knicks! Go, New York! 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 Go! Go okay, cut it off, cut off. It. All right, cut off the music. <laughs> we get yes, it. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's how we starting this week off. Oh, boy. Already talking about the Knicks. Like, I'm starting to get my itch again. I'm going to start slandering them pretty soon. Don't tempt me, Yezin. <laughs> hey, listen. Your your uh, your ban has been lifted. I'm pretty sure it's been four weeks, but yeah, I'm ready you know, for I mean, it. You know, I want to stay, stay on the positive side, but... Uh, you never know. If you start to provoke me a little bit, I might go full throttle. So we'll see what happens. But bring it on. <laughs> on my side, I can't complain, man. You know, just the weather's starting to warm up a little bit now, even though we got like a ton of precipitation here in Ottawa. But let's hope summer 2021 is a good one because I'm dying to got to start some putting some shots up. You know what I mean? Oh, I saw your, uh, your throwback to your record 53-point performance, my friend. We need to see that again. Yeah, man. People need to know greatness has happened today. One year ago today, <laughs> when your man, Fata for three, dropped Fata, 53 Fata points. Fata for 53. Fata for yeah, 53. Man. I got to change my name, man. I got to switch it up. But, you uh, do. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was good. I finally made it to the 50 Club. Fred Van Vliet and a few others also hit the 50 Club this year, you know, so we're in a prestigious group of people right now. I don't think I've hit the 20 Club yet, but I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. Hey, man, you got the 20 rebounds, so. Mm, I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, we are spicing things up this week's episode. I won't get into details yet until we get the cue. And like I said, a wise man once told me, almost nothing needs to be said when the beat hasn't dropped. It's true. Google it. Drop the beat. week's segment of run that we're gonna make this fun here we finally got a full list of all-star starters and reserves who will be taking part in the game in atlanta next week we already got some changes to the roster as anthony davis who is currently hurt has been replaced by devin booker kd who is the captain of the east all-stars will also be sidelined with the injury and thus domantas sabanis of the indiana pacers will be taking his place as a result of all that jason tatum has been elevated to take kd's starting role with that said, what we want to do and make this interactive is to run a mock draft in efforts of drafting the best team possible with the pool players made available. So Yezin, I'll leave it to you to decide who you want to start with first. Are you going to be the first round pick or would you like me to start? Hmm. You know what? I'll, I'll go first. I'll, I'll go first. You know what? The Knicks are ahead of the Raptors in the standing, so I feel that uh, I should I should pick first. Oh, come on, man. We got, right got some postponed games right now, man. You guys are lucky. Hey, we'll see what man. happens. Doesn't matter, right? <laughs> rules are rules. So, so Team Yazin versus Team Fatah. The rules are simple. First uh, 10 players are all starters. I get the first pick, he gets the second, and then we keep going. And then for the reserves, he gets the first pick, I get the second pick, and we keep going from there. So, if I have the first pick overall with all these players in this starter pool, and I'm looking at the talent, and I'm looking at everyone that's here, 
I gotta go with Giannis Antetokounmpo as my first pick. You know, you need the guy who can Ooh. who can do everything. The you know the rating MVP. Uh, you've seen he's has the, the the Bucks playing really well over the last five games. You saw them put that exclamation mark against the Clippers. I gotta go with Giannis as my first pick. All right, very interesting. Giannis Antetokounmpo right off the bat. Hmm. You know what? I'm gonna have to take uh, the King LeBron James in this one. I mean, uh, the whole point, I guess. LeBron James being the all-star game is everyone wants to watch the best, you know, and I feel like LeBron James being at year 18 has been playing phenomenal this year. And I'm going to take LeBron James and we're going to make this exciting. Ooh, okay. So you got LeBron James. I I was tempted to pick King James, but you know what? Giannis younger, he's a little more athletic. So I'm going to go with him. So with that said, in order to compensate for Giannis's hmm, lack of a three-point shot, I'm going with Steph Curry, a.k.a. Chef Curry, who's had his team playing really well. Got them in the playoff hunt. 2015 Steph Curry. Feels like he's back. So, Steph Curry, that's my starting point guard right there. Ooh, that's a good one. I am going to go with the big man in the middle, Joel Embiid. Okay. MVP candidate. Why, 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 why him over a guard? I mean, there's a lot of guards that are available right now. So um, especially when you look at the reserves as well, once we start building the rest of the team. So I'm not too worried about it. And Joel Embiid has done a fabulous job this season, you know, averaging career highs in virtually every statistical category and imposing as well as a big man. And I feel like with LeBron James, he's always had some success playing with elite bigs. And I feel like just kind of picturing a player like Embiid instead of Anthony Davis in LA, I wonder what that will turn out to be like. So that's why the all-star game is the all-star game. You know, you got to put your fantasy team together and see what happens. So let's go with Joel Embiid. That's a, that's a good pick. He's probably the MVP right now. So with my third pick, I got a guard. I got a, I got a big, should I go for a big to compliment uh, Joel Embiid? No, I'm going to go with the claw Kawhi Leonard. How are you going to score on those two? You can't. That's the answer. Kawhi Leonard, my third pick. I don't know why we keep forgetting that they play absolutely no defense in the All-Star game. So that's why I don't really value defense as much. Um, And that's why I'm going to shift gears to the guard position. I'm going to go with a lethal shooter who would be suitable in the way that LeBron James plays, his playing style rather. And that is Bradley Beal. Having a guy that can knock down at any part of the floor with a guy like LeBron James, you know, who can facilitate and then having Joel Embiid down low, I feel like is a a solid foundation in creating a a great team. So I'm going to go with Bradley Beal. So, so far we've stayed pretty true to form East and West. It's uh, actually, no, never mind. You picked up. I keep forgetting LeBron James plays for the uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, Yeah, he did. (laughs) Okay. So, hmm. Oh man. I got Giannis. I got Curry. I got Kawhi. Probably going to go with another guard here. And I think that guard is going to be Luka Doncic. Because Luka Doncic, when you put his scoring with Curry's scoring, you got the defense of Giannis and Kawhi cutting. I mean, goodness. Are you going to play up top? Are you going to play down low? What are you going to do? Are you going to play the wing? A lot lot of options on my team. A lot of options. Well, that's fair. I mean, with with Doncic, I mean, he kind of has that LeBron playing style and then playing with a guy like Steph Curry who can frankly play off the ball and just shoot the lights out you know that that combo I can see as being quite lethal to say the least so that's a good pick 
on my end, I'm going to go with a point guard and someone who has been quite familiar with this player playing for a number of years, playing in, what, four straight finals, and that is Kyrie Irving. He is the perfect player in terms of you showcase your talents, box office appeal, um, show-stopping plays, and I feel like Kyrie being back there, showcasing a skill set with the backcourt of Bradley Beal and uh, helping facilitate the ball with LeBron James, having Joel B down low, I feel like things are starting to look pretty good. So I kind of like where my team is going. So I'm going to go with Kyrie Irving of the Brooklyn Ness. Mm-hmm. All right. So my last pick between Nikola Jokic and Jason Tatum, uh, you do have MB there, big boy down low. I'm thinking of maybe taking him, but maybe I want to, I want to give you two big plotting big men who can't run the floor. We will, you know what? I'm going to go with Jokic. I think Jokic is the MVP caliber player right now. He's definitely playing better than Tatum is. Tatum has his team barely floating over 500. And uh, I need someone to uh, to slap meat with Joel Embiid down low. So Nikola Jokic, that's my guy. Great. And then last but not least, the Celtic himself, Jason Tatum, as my final pick of the starter pool. Jason Tatum, there's a lot of familiarity. Obviously, having a guy like Bradley Beal on my team, another Missouri guy, they they play well together. And just for you know, just to remember that Jason Tatum, he is someone that has the ability to score and be able to get down low when he needs to get a bucket. And you know, being maybe the third or even fourth scoring option on this pretty loaded team is something that is quite nice to see. So I'm I'm going to go ahead like I really have a choice, but. I'm going to go ahead with Jason Tatum. All right. So that rounds out our our, our all-star starters. We have Team Yazin with Giannis Antetokounmpo, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, and Nikola Jokic. And Team Fatah with LeBron James, Joel Embiid, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, and Jason Tatum. So now that's going to lead you to your first pick in the reserve pool. Who you got? Oh, this is going to be good. I am going to go with a guy who has switched conferences and still was able to maintain, not only maintain his statistics, but also elevate them with efficiency. And that is James Harden of the Brooklyn Nets. It's going to be the first time he's a reserve since 2016. And being the league leader in assists really helps elevate the team in terms of feeding the big man, Joel Embiid, helping share the playmaking ability with LeBron James and having uh, a couple of capable scorers in Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, and Jason Tatum. I feel like that provides a great compliment for LeBron James. So I'm going to go ahead with uh, James Harden. Mm, good pick. He's he's starter caliber for sure. I was I was looking at James Harden. So with my first pick in my reserves, I mean, should I play the music again, guys? No, should I? I'm not going to play the music again. You oh, know you're who crazy. it is. It's Julius Randle. You know who it is. Julius Randle has his team fourth seed. In the East, in March, above 500, he's a, the first Knicks All-Star since, well, you know, we're not going to name him. Who the f*** is Tingus Pingus? But he's, he's, he's played unbelievably well. He's changed his game completely. I can't let you have Julius Randle. I have to take him first. Are you kidding me? Julius Randle. Man, I'd, my guy. I'd, I'd give him to you for free. I would not. He's not even close to my radar in terms of him being a worthy team Fado reserve come on bro. you're not you're not a smart gm i'm sorry what do you want me to tell you <laughs> well i'm gonna make a smart pick right now because this is a guy who has been absolutely snubbed from the all-star starter role 
in the West, and that is Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, it's literally a, a home run pick. Lillard should have been starting the All-Star game, as everyone knows. It's an easy pick. If this game gets really close, that's the type of guy that I want to secure the win. So I'm going to go with Damian Lillard. Ooh, you got a lot of guys who need the ball in the last couple of minutes. Hmm. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, and- but I got a, a lot of facilitators too. I got I, I got you know James Harden and LeBron to help do that. So we'll see what happens, man. The more the merrier. The more the merrier. You use a, a bevy of riches here. So uh, with my next pick, I'm going to go with a guy who also has his team and the top of the standings, uh, and that's Donovan Mitchell. I need a backup guard here to complement uh, the Randall pick. And Mitchell is he's just he's up there with with Lillard as guys who probably could have been starters playing out of his mind the jazz have been winning games at will so donovan mitchell that's my guy right there nice i'm going to go with another wing who has been questionable to say the least for stretches of last year but was able to redeem himself outside of last game in which we'll talk about later on in this episode and that is paul george of the la clippers For the most part, he's been playing fairly well this season as a second fiddle to Kawhi Leonard, averaging career highs in nearly every category almost and playing with efficiency, right? So that's someone that, you know, can take off some of the pressure that maybe Jason Tatum will be playing during during this All-Star game and it's well-deserved. So I'm going to go ahead with Paul George. Ooh, I wonder if you're going to get Pandemic P or or not. I mean, that's risky. That is risky. Hmm. All I mean, right. luckily for at least luckily for him, uh, it's a game that doesn't count as part of a record. So even if he plays bad, I mean, it's not really big of a deal other than the fact that he's going to get blasted on social media because it is going to be a nationally televised game. So <laughs> I wonder if the pressure is going to be on him or not. I guess uh, time will tell. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, we will see. And I don't know how he's going to play against Kawhi on my team, but uh, I think Kawhi might win that matchup. Just just a hunch. So. If I have to go with my next pick, boy, wow, there's a lot of guys here that are definitely deserving, but they're more or less very similar. Uh, wow, no one really stands out here. So I'm going to go, I'm going to need some more scoring, and I'm going to go with Zach Levine uh, of the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Zach Levine has been playing really well. He's been scoring uh, at a clip that you know, I think he's he has records rivaling Jordan uh, at this this recent stretch where he's been just you know dropping over thirty points, forty points some games. He's been playing very clutch. I gotta I gotta go with Zach Levine, man. He's uh, he's really picked up his game, and I think he'll be a, a welcome addition off my bench. Yeah, man, I'm so happy for him just making the All Star game. I mean, he's been playing absolutely phenomenal, dating back to basically last year. He just picked up where he left off and just elevated his game. Was he averaging like almost 29 points per game on like 52, 44, 86 shooting splits? I mean, it's absolutely absurd. Unbelievable. So, yeah, kudos to him on that. I'm going to continue on with the trend of first-time All-Stars, and I'm going to be selecting the young phenom, Zion Williamson, of the New Orleans uh, Pelicans. The dang. fourth youngest All-Star ever. Like, I mean, we already know what kind of energy Zion's going to bring to this All-Star debut. We all know he's a type of guy that can get it done for me on the inside and above the rim with all the Showtime dunks and alley-oops and things of that nature. So it's going to be real exciting to watch. And it's going to be curious as well to see Zion and LeBron James, two unique specimens on the floor on the very same team. And it's going to be pretty funny to see. Looking forward to it. Zion Williamson's my pick. Dang. 
I was thinking of Zion. I really wanted Zion, but I decided against it last minute. So you, you made me you made me rue my decision. So, oh wow. See, I wish Anthony Davis was playing because he would have been perfect, but he's not. So I'm going to go with his replacement, Devin Booker. Remind you guys, this is the All Star Game, which means three pointers rule, and everyone is going to shoot an absorbent amount of threes here in this game. So I gotta pick up that three point shooting. I got Curry. I got Luca. I got Levine. I got Mitchell. Hell, I got Randall who's shooting at a high clip. And now I got Devin Booker wet like a book off my bench. Oh, that's good. I mean, uh, he's he's been playing phenomenal. He was supposed to be an all-star reserve. He wasn't supposed to be a replacement of a reserve. So good for him for making it. The Phoenix Suns have been absolutely amazing this year with the addition of Chris Paul. Although I'm not going to select Chris Paul if that's what you're thinking it's going to be leading to. The next guy I'm going to be picking is actually going to be a teammate of a current player I have in my roster who has had a breakout year this year, and that is Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics. He is basically Boston's Swiss Army knife, you know, playing at an elite level defensively and showing elite prowl on the scoring end. I feel like this is the perfect opportunity to share that limelight with Jason Tatum in a different aspect uh, with regards to the All-Star game and just showing their ability to showcase their talent. So, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Jalen Brown is all about with playing with a, a group of elite players. Mm. Damn, yeah. Brown is a good one, too. Oh, boy. All right. We got a couple more players left here, and it is getting very interesting. So yeah, it's getting real mucky have, here. It's getting real mucky. We have Chris Paul. We have Rudy Gobert. We have Nikola Vucevic. We have Ben Simmons. And I'm not sure if I'm missing anyone, but... hmm. Looking at that group right there, we did mention, you know, three-pointers are important. So I'm going to have to disqualify a couple players here. I'm going to go with Chris Paul, the point guard. Well-deserving of an all-star nod. Uh, At 36 years old, he's aging like a fine wine. He has the Phoenix Suns team playing really well. And someone needs to throw those alley-oops to to Kawhi and to Giannis and to Mitchell and everybody and and Zach Levine. So got to go with Chris Paul here. Yeah, that's fair. You got the, the Phoenix Suns pairing, so that goes to show you you want to see some consistency and and some familiarity, right? Uh with with your players. So that's a that's a good pick to take in. My next pick, hmm, man, it gets real tough. You're right here. Um, got a lot of bigs here. Yeah, let's see. I think I'm going to go with a big and I will go with Rudy Gobert. Joel Embiid Obviously, he plays well defensively, and he's known more on the offensive side of things. But obviously, when Joel Embiid is off the floor and we need another big to maybe have a couple stops down the timeline of the game, there's no one better in terms of rim protection than Rudy Gobert. And that's going to be my pick. Uh, all right, so you, you opted for defense, even though you trashed on defense earlier in this draft. You go with the presumed defensive player of the year. I see how it is. Hey, so I, I, tra- I trash defense for three quarters of the game. When it gets to the fourth quarter, when they really need to start to get their grips tight, that's why I drafted a guy like Damian Lillard who can hit big shots and then Rudy Gobert to protect the rim. And then hopefully it doesn't end off a free throw, but let's just hope that Rudy Gobert doesn't get fouled. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be fun to see. All right, so I got my second and last pick here. And by process of elimination, 
I'm going to go with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, all-around player. Again, defensively, he's been playing well. He thinks he's the best defensive player in the league. I don't know if I'd go that far right now. Um, I tried to shy away from Ben Simmons for as long as I could because he cannot shoot a three-pointer for his his life. And in this game, he'll be pretty much rendered obsolete. But, hey, he can dunk. He can drive. Uh, give you a little bit of flexibility here. Play defense on, 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 your, uh, on your top players. So, Ben Simmons, we're going to go with him. All right. So, my final pick... Mr. Irrelevant, <laughs> and that is Nikola Vucevic of the Orlando Magic. Welcome to my squad. You know, can't wait to roll out a lineup with Joel Embiid and Rudy Gobert and Vucevic and then have two guards. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to that. But um, just on a serious note, Nikola Vucevic has been playing really well this year, despite the fact that the team success hasn't been translated as much. I personally didn't expect him to be an all-star, but um, I'm not going to fight off the fact that he is an all-star and uh, looking forward to see what he can uh, do as being his second all-star appearance. So, And that means Damanis Sabonis is my last pick. Uh, Again, Sabonis well-deserved of an all-star nod. He got absolutely sunned by Randall uh, in their last game, and he was he was shut down. I think he only had 15 points. So uh, it makes sense that he's the last pick here. You know, he didn't he didn't earn it in my eyes last week, but uh, yeah, he's been playing well. He has uh, the the Pacers in the playoff hunt, and you know, a lot of teams in the playoff hunt. But he's he's really keeping them afloat there. So Sabonis, uh, welcome. Hopefully your dad comes too. Arvita Sabonis, legend, Lithuanian Absolute legend. legend. I'd love to draft him right now. He'd be pretty swell in the All Star game. No doubt, no doubt. So let's recap on our team. Let's see here. I got, so for my team, I got Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, LeBron James, Jason Tatum, and Joel Embiid as my starters. And my reserves, I got James Harden, Paul George, Jalen Brown, Damian Lillard, Zion Williamson, Nikola Vucevic, and Rudy Gobert. And on my side, the winning side, we got Steph Curry and Luka Doncic starting in the backcourt, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Kawhi Leonard, and Nikola Jokic in the front court. Those are your starters. Uh, my bench is as follows. We have Donovan Mitchell, a backup guard, backup guard, Zach Levine, Devin Booker, uh, Chris Paul. Our forwards are Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, and Demonis Sabonis. I think I got the dub here, guys. I don't know. Seems pretty obvious to me. Well, uh, there's a good thing why we don't let you decide who has the winning squad. We're going to let the fans decide. So, listeners, we're going to be posting our list of our teams, respectively, on our social media account. And we want you to decide who has a better team, Team Yazin or Team Fata. So, let us know. Let us know, and, and, and let us know what you guys think the final score is going to be, too. I think it's going to be a blowout, but <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> so, yeah, looking forward to this All-Star game, and hopefully it turns out to be a classic. I mean, there's a lot of nice players on both rosters, and let the best man win. Yes, sir, I will. All right. So that wraps up our run that. Uh, we're going to go ahead and head on over to AO moment of the week. AO, what the f***? So I don't know how you want to do this. Do you want to talk about your AO moment of the week or do you want me to take this on? I'll let you go first since uh, so I had the first pick in the All-Star game. All right, fair. My AO moment of the week goes to <clears throat> the 
the return of the pandemic P, aka Paul George. I was watching the Clippers Bucks game yesterday, and it was a fabulous game, start to finish. I mean, there's nothing more you can ask for when you got a game on NBA on ABC Sunday at three thirty prime time. Get your legs up just watching that game, and there was a stretch where it was closer to clutch time. I would probably say around the two to three minute mark of the fourth quarter. And he was like dribbling the ball at the top of the key and had a dribble fadeaway and completely missed the rim. Like I'm talking like off the corner backboard and somehow it, it bounces off back to him and he drives the ball back in and misses a layup. Then ultimately grabs a rebound runs towards the baseline, takes a baseline jumper that hits the side of the backboard, and then there was a 24-second shot clock violation. Like, I mean, when you thought Pandemic P was behind him, lo and behold, the Revenants are back. Nonetheless, it was an entertaining game, but I don't know. It was just, it, it, it shocked me a bit considering the fact that it was a high-leverage game playing against the Milwaukee Bucks. Could be a potential finals appearance. And the fact that we're starting to see remnants of that Pandemic P doesn't really help his case Albeit he did play well over the course of the year, but he's got to figure out a way to limit those because, again, the Clippers are real desperate in showing success considering the way they flamed out in the playoffs last year. And they need a playmaking scoring floor general. I feel like that's the key to kind of help unlock both Kawhi and Paul George, where this point guard, whoever they want to acquire, has the capability to perhaps space the floor and allow Kawhi and Paul George to get to their spots and play off the ball so they can make a play. So maybe that could be the temporary solution in allowing Paul George to play a more careful game, considering he's under the microscope of being LA's little brother team and the fact that the you know the Lakers won a championship. I mean, the the Clippers pressure is seriously on right now, and he really needs to get things going, right? Stay consistent. We don't want to see pandemic P. We want to see playoff P and uh, hopefully he can display that play towards the rest of the playoffs and hopefully make the finals and win it all. How about yeah. you? What's your AO? I mean, I, I agree with the, with Pandemic P. I mean, we talked, I think, might have been last week where we talked about Kyle Lowry or, or the week before where we discussed, you know, whether or not he'd be a fit there in L.A. I think recently we've heard that the team is willing to trade him to a, a contender, uh, and this might this might be the one. I mean, they do need a point guard there to unlock his potential He's 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 very inconsistent in his play, and I seem to feel that Pandemic P comes out in in big games, in clutch games against big teams, and that's not what you want to see out of your second best player uh, out there in LA. So, and I definitely agree with that there. But uh, my AO moment of the week actually comes from the Hawks Thunder game uh, from a few nights ago, where somehow, some way, uh, both teams were wearing pretty much the same color. The Hawks were wearing uh, red yes, jerseys, the away right. jerseys, <laughs> and the Thunder were wearing, I believe, their alternate orange jerseys. Now, listen, back when we used to watch when we were young, the home team always wore white. The away team always wore a color. That seemed to be pretty much the rule across the board, right? Now we've had these new jerseys, these association jerseys, the statement jerseys, now the city jerseys, and there's no rule anymore where you, the home team has to wear white anymore. But this cannot happen. Like, they played a full half where both of these teams were pretty much playing with the same color. I mean, you couldn't really discern them on the fast break. It was it was ridiculous. It 
might have affected the uh, the outcome of that game. Uh, you know, it was a whole half uh, of playing. And, you know, when, when you're looking at your peripherals and you see the similar color, you can't really distinguish between a dark orange and a dark red. They're, they're very, very similar. So the NBA, I get that they want to have these new rules when it comes to jerseys and you can wear whatever jersey you want. You don't have to stick with your home jersey. That's cool and all, but you got to get it together. You can't have this happen because this this is make or break for for a game. I've seen a couple games like this before where the jerseys are just way way too similar and it's hard to figure out who's who. So that's my AO moment of the week. Like NBA, get it together, man. Come on. You got so many jerseys to choose from. Like how do you do that? They literally have one job. Like I don't it's get one the, job. Like the team apparel manager who's responsible in the, like making sure that they select the same jerseys or or select a jersey that's completely different than the other team. I saw parts of that game, and I remember I tuned in in the, in the second quarter. I was like, hey, why is there so much red going on? And then I tuned in in, like the, I think, the middle of the fourth quarter, and I just see white. And I'm like, am I watching the same game? Am I watching highlights? I had to make sure to see, because like, I was streaming. I wanted to make sure to see, like, maybe this is not like a YouTube clip of someone like playing like top 10 highlights you know, in between commercials. Like It was the actual game, and I was like, this is brutal. But I mean... It was, it was funny to see knowing that the NBA can sometimes choke in these simple situations <laughs> just as an organization. It was just funny to see. So, yeah, that was definitely uh, quite the AO moment. Yeah, I have another one from uh, Philly versus I think it was Cleveland. Uh, it was Seth Curry. And we've talked about these lean in shots kind of drawing fouls and everything. And, you know, I really think the NBA does need to fix this. But this one was like come on it was a little bit too much where he fully jumped to the left to draw this foul like it wasn't straight up it wasn't straight ahead it was in a completely different direction the guy was moving out of the way he was literally walking out of the way and he gets called for a foul (laughs) and it's it's kind of too much now like you know i've seen it happen a lot um you know i've seen a lot of guys do this and it does, doesn't make the game fun, really. Like, a guy's really trying to get out of the way. Uh, you can't lean into him and, and, and create contact and initiate the contact and then feel like, oh, I got fouled. No, you initiated this. You ran to him. You bumped him. This is your fault. So the NBA has got to crack down on these because it's really hurting the game about how easily guys can get this call. It was it was nuts. No, for sure. I mean, uh, it's it can get annoying and it can definitely ruin games and I've had my fair share back in the day when I used to see guys like Paul Pierce try to bait their guys into drawing the foul. And, you know, now we're starting to see remnants of that. Well, at a higher level with, you know, guys like James Harden, Trey Young. And now you see a guy like Seth Curry, who frankly doesn't have the resume to even try to pull that off. And he was, he ended up getting the call. So um, hopefully the NBA can figure out a way to limit that, to make the quality of the game stay as high as possible because, push comes to shove like you're putting the reps in a vulnerable spot and they're going to have to make a call and eventually it's going to be in a situation where it may cost the game if there's any way that the nba can uh, put something together to ensure that the players play at, at a quality and a professional level that will ultimately yield great results so yeah i definitely echo your concern there with regards to that it's it's nuts it's nuts like i, I just it doesn't feel right it just doesn't feel right that it's so easy for that you, you see a guy bite for the fake and you're like oh you know what they're gonna call a foul here and 
And yeah, it's it's just not even creative anymore. I'm I'm hoping that the NBA has a new rules and their new collective bargaining agreement or something where they where they address this because it's it's getting out of hand. Right. There needs to be a way where they can institutionalize a rule that is somewhat similar to flopping, but I would say something along the lines of embellishment, right? Where you're you're clearly going out of your way to draw a foul when your defender is clearly avoiding you. Um, I mm-hmm. feel like there should be some kind of penalization for that, similar to like flopping. You know, you get a couple warnings and then you get a fine, and that way it puts the players in a situation where they would stay as professional as possible when it comes to playing the game of basketball. Agreed, hundred percent. I think it should it should be akin to flopping at this point. Yeah, without a doubt. All right, so that takes us to games of the week. I love this game! <laughs> Yazin, I'll let you start off with this one. What is your game of the week this week? Oh, boy. Uh, that is a, a good question. I mean, <laughs> I feel like every time we give up these uh, these games of the week, we have, to, uh, we have to be cognizant of the fact that, you know, some of them just might not happen, <laughs> you know, because of these... Uh, these postponements and things like that. So, you know, you know, looking at uh, Wednesday, March 3rd, we have the return of James Harden to Houston. It's on ESPN, Nets versus Rockets. There's, I don't think there's going to be a crowd. There might be a small crowd. Texas probably uh, released a little bit of those restrictions there for COVID, but we're going to see James Harden back in Houston and I think he's going to go off, man. I think he's just – it's one of those games where he's going to have a chip on his shoulder and he's going to want to just completely show Houston what they were missing. And I I wouldn't be surprised if he drops a 50-piece on him in that game. Yeah, no doubt. And considering the fact that he may spend some time going to extracurricular activities the night before the game, that may rejuvenate him a little bit, show show everybody what <laughs> what he's got on and off the court. Well, that's a good one. Uh, my game of the week is actually going to be on Tuesday, March 2nd, and that is the Denver Nuggets versus the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, there's nothing more I can really say when it comes to the showdown between Nikola Jokic and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And, you know, with the return of Drew Holiday back, and you got guys like Jamal Murray, and you got Michael Porter Jr., it's just a loaded showdown. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how things go because it is a nationally televised game. And the Milwaukee Bucks seem to find their groove again. The Denver Nuggets are kind of struggling right now. I think they're, what, seventh in the West? And, you know, they need to string up a few wins to stay afloat in the Western Conference. So it should be a, it should be a good one, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. A- anytime you get two All-Stars like that going at it, you know, especially when one of them seems to be struggling and needs to turn the boat pretty quickly, you got to tune in. Those are some solid games I'm looking forward to this week, no doubt. All right, so that ends Games of the Week. Let's head on over to Blog Boy Talk. So all your blog boys and fanboys that's going to use everything I say and create an article, yeah. watch a basketball game. How about you write that? So we got one question. So this is regarding some off-the-court issues, and it has been reported that Zlatan Ibrahimovic has made some comments directed at socially active players like LeBron James and others saying that it was a mistake for LeBron James and those folks to get involved in politics. To me, just it just sounds like another classic example of shut up and dribble. LeBron James quickly responded that Ibrahimovic was that same guy that when he was in Sweden and he didn't make the roster, he pointed fingers and thought that it was because of his foreign last name, 
With that being said, what did you think of the situation? And a lot of people are starting to debate whether if LeBron was right or his Latin was fair in making his comments. And to me, LeBron James has always stood for what he believed in and stood for the right. And I completely disagree with Zlatan Ibrahimovic and the fact that we look at ourselves as just sports athletes. I mean, at the end of the day, after you finish your game, you come back home and you're a regular citizen and you have day-to-day issues that any other citizen would have when you step off the pitch or step off the court or step off the field. So it's ludicrous to say that you know, just because you play a sport or just because you're elite at a certain skill set or a certain activity makes you privy of the fact that you could be blinded to any kind of injustice that you could potentially facing or your community could be facing in today's society. I feel like that's absolutely ludicrous. And LeBron James was quite clever and he actually did his homework really in kind of pointing out the the foreign last name example that Zlatan was trying to pull in, in order to display quote-unquote social injustice as to why he didn't make the Sweden national soccer team. So I'm all for what LeBron is with regards to being the face of the community on and off the court, and he was definitely right in that approach. What do you think? Oh, Zlatan, he had the receipts, my friend. He had the receipts. And listen, be like Zlatan? No, don't be like Zlatan. Be the opposite of Zlatan in this in this particular instance. Listen, LeBron James may not have gone to college, but he's one of the most educated people in the world of sports right now. Uh, he, he, you know, we, we've talked about his off the court ventures. We've talked about his school. We've talked about his initiatives. LeBron James is a, is a smart guy. Bottom line, let's let's stop pretending that just because he's an athlete, he's not smart. We have a lot of really smart athletes in with you know throughout history. We have we have graduates of college. We have Harvard Ivy League co- graduates who, who are athletes. We have people who've never been to college uh, who are who are really smart and do their homework. You know, and I, I will. Never understand the idea that your profession precludes you from being able to voice your opinion. Why is it that we give, you know, radio voices and we we verify people on Twitter who shouldn't be verified and give them, you know, the, their voices and give them the platform and, and they're the educated ones? I can name 15 to 20, you know, so-called uh, pundits, political pundits, as they like to call themselves who are not qualified to talk on any of these things, who are telling these athletes that they're not qualified to talk on these things. It just doesn't make any sense. Listen. So hypocritical. So hypocritical. There's no reason why your your profession should exclude you from your right to free speech. We had Colby Covington, the the, the MAGA fighter out of UFC, who Kamaru Usman broke his broke his jaw in in historic fashion coming out and telling lebron james that oh he should be talking about china this and he doesn't he's a you know dumb for this who who are you who who are you who the f- is that guy why does this guy think that he can tell other athletes who are in the same exact field that they're not allowed to speak on these issues lebron james is more i've talked about this but lebron james is more qualified to talk about Anything other than sports, he's he's more qualified to talk about politics than most politicians are nowadays. I would I'd vote him in tomorrow. You know, he's articulate. He does his homework. He knows what he's talking about. 
put him in a debate with any of these idiots who tell them to shut up and dribble and who say you shouldn't be talking about these things. And he will run the floor with him the same way he runs the floor for the Los Angeles Lakers number 23 NBA champion. This gets me fired up. And now we have Zlatan, who we thought is a very smart guy, who has always, you know, this kind of cult of personality. And he's just like all the rest of them. He's just like all the rest of them. Listen, if you're an athlete and you have a platform, use it. Always use it, okay? You are you have a profession the same way I have a job, the same way you have a job, the same way everyone has a job, and they're allowed to voice their opinions on social media and throughout the airwaves. Do it. Listen, LeBron James, we support you, King. You know what I'm saying? We, we're always behind you. We talk a lot of smack sometimes about you, but... LeBron James, give him the mic. Let him talk about it. Let him let him be who you know who he is. He's, he's a kid from Akron who grew up and and he cares about these issues. So, hundred percent on Team LeBron here. Sorry, it's a lot of time, but you know you gotta you gotta kick it real quick. Yeah, and just to add to that as well, like I know a handful, and I'm just being nice here, of educated people who are absolute idiots. So like. An education or some kind of certification or degree doesn't make you smart or intellectual or have the right to discuss any kind of topic, right? I mean, it really depends on the person, the knowledge that they have around that topic and being able to speak their mind. And then, and that's what's uh, crucial in this regard, right? And for me, I find it so strange when you got other athletes. I'm not saying Zlatan's on the same level as LeBron James, but like, you know, there has to be some mutual respect level. And kind of understand, okay, other athletes are doing their thing. And to publicly say these things, I find it's just not a good look. It's not like LeBron James was saying anything crazy. He's just saying, hey, listen, we just need to speak up on social injustices and make sure that everybody's treated equal. Like, what's 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 an issue about that where it is considered a quote-unquote mistake to mention that? Like, it, to me, it just doesn't make sense. So, with that said... LeBron James, do your thing, man. Um, everyone knows what you do off the court. Uh, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And uh, Zlatan, man, I just hope you read a book or something, man. Because, uh, you know, you're, you're a funny personality on social media. I like the antics or whatnot. But, man, I'm starting to think that your intellect is catching up with your personality. So uh, <laughs> that's all I can really say at this point. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm, we're 100% in agreement here. Uh, keep talking your talk, guys. And uh, that wraps up our blog boy talk. So thanks again for tuning into our episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast, Game Point Pod on IG and Game Point Pod underscore on Twitter. We're both on Spotify and Apple. Add reviews if you can. That'd be greatly appreciated. Do you got anything you want to add, Yazin, before we uh, take off? No, man. I'm just very happy with the uh, with the team I drafted, and I can't wait for them to mop the floor with you in this uh, in this poll. You know. Uh, let's leave your biases aside everybody and uh you know pick the best team i know it's mine but you know just try and make it close all right you know if that has feelings too yeah uh you know what i think we really got to figure out some kind of like punishment for the losing team don't <laughs> do that spice things up a little bit <laughs> you know don't what you know that. what okay <laughs> let's just end it off on a good note but that being said we'll end it off that's game